Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer and joining me is Jeremy Bradithich. Hello. Hello. Did I say your name right just then? I don't know. I don't really particularly listen to it with much like... <laughs> like I feel like know. I said Jer- Jeremy or like... Oh, I've got that before. Jer- it's Jer- fine. Jeremy... I said I feel like I, I missed I missed some syllable in there. I said I'm like mm, that wasn't right. Like <laughs> you'll you'll forgive me if 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 I don't like actively listen to you doing something I've heard 107 times. <laughs> I mean it's it's pretty insensitive, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was having fun saying your name on Saturday night, Jeremy, when the Australian election was happening, because why were you watching the name? ABC with my family? Yeah. There was a. Uh, uh, graphic on the screen of you know whoever was running in whatever place it was, and I don't remember which electorate it was, but there was one uh, person whose first name was Jeremy with two R's. What? And I, so I had a lot of fun going Jeremy. What a what <laughs> or party? Jeremy. What party was he at? Uh, they were they were independent or One Nation or something like that. Ugh. Jeremy. Jeremy. Or Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> no, it was, it was very strange, but yeah. funny to look at and say. Mm. Uh, how was your election night, Jeremy? Uh, it was great. I was working on some stuff until about 5.30, 6 o'clock. Uh, and then I went out of the house, went to the local uh, bottle shop, mm-hmm. procured... Uh, Eight seltzers and a bottle of wine. Uh huh. Because I have no faith in Australian politics. Um, oh. I was pleasantly supp- surprised with the overall result of the election. Me too. Yep. That being said, I still did finish the entire bottle of wine. Um, <laughs> as I it's just. Quite a, it's quite a long, drawn out process to actually is. watch the election. It is very, very long. It is very boring. I was the only one in the house who was watching it. Um, oh no! I thought you might have been watching with someone who like cared. One of my housemates was going to, but then they had a family thing that they that they went to, and then came back about the time it was ending. Um, so right. it was mostly just me. Um, we'll we'll get to that though. But yeah, by and large, it was me sitting on the couch and my housemates popping in, saying, like asking such questions as "How are we going?" and "Are you still watching this?" Um, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Start throwing your your undrunken celsus at the <laughs> crushed up cans. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. It was it was good having a result that uh, like I felt was positive personally for my politics, uh, which is the first time that's happened since I've been able to vote. Um, so yeah. that's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep, same. Actually, same. Yeah. Like aside uh, from aside, like uh, on a federal level, I think we will say, on a state level, yeah, I on, think a, on a federal in, level, I, in Victoria, it's uh, been state level right. it gets a bit strange. Yeah, it's, like, it's on a state level. You're voting for for the current premier Dan Andrews, or you're voting for like a literal nobody. Um, <laughs> Tim Wilson is just a fake man. Um, Before that was Matthew Guy. Yes, Matthew Guy, who was definitely got, a real person and has genuine dealings with uh, mobsters. Um, and oh. pa- and paying for lobsters, um, at a, a yeah, there was a whole thing. There's a whole thing. 
Popsers and lobsters? Mobsters, I mean, I, I knew he had I, to step down. Look, Australian politics is just like, what a what a trip. Um, you mean a joke? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know Matthew goes back as the, as the shadow opposition leader in Victoria I, once again. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. What happened to the lobsters? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember well, Ted Bailey? <laughs> uh not that well. I was a bit young to care about that. I still hardly care about state politics. Mm. Um, which honestly, I think is is for the best. Uh, At times, if if you don't know much about state politics and want to hear less about it, you've come to the right place. This is the Minimap Cast, where we're going to talk about video games. I don't know uh, if it is the right place. <laughs> What does to hear less about state politics? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I, I get know, a how, Yeah, I don't know. So long as we're out of lockdown, I think we'll be okay in that regard. Now, I need uh, you to do the intro while I quickly fix my camera. All right, good luck. Like a professional. Uh, okay. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, this is the Minimapcast. We're going to talk about video games, what we've been playing this week. Uh, I've also got a topic of the show this week, as we have with every other week. Um, well, not every not the one, not the early episodes, but this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about a bit of a Star Wars retrospective. Well done, Jeremy. Thank a you. Star Wars retrospective uh, pertaining particularly towards games, but this is in regards to uh, what is this, an anniversary, Jeremy? Or oh, I mean, it's, it? the, it's the twentieth anniversary of Attack of the Clones very soon, but it's just more about Star Wars celebration is at the end of the week, and Obi Wan Kenobi yes. will be. I think the first two episodes will be airing by the time this gets released, and. Yep. We'll be able to see if they've fucked it up once again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm excited to see you and McGregor as Obi-Wan, it's regardless the... of how the show goes. But yeah, yeah, and the music and Corazon and there's there's nostalgia there at the very Tatooine. Least. Yeah. <laughs> we all yeah. need to see more Tatooine. Um Not enough. so if you like Star Wars, or even if you don't, that's what's coming at the end of the end of the show. Please watch it. <laughs> Whether you like, like it or it. not, we're gonna talk about <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, if you want to support us, there's a couple of things you can do. You can rate the show positively on whatever platform you get your podcasts. Uh, so uh, that's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Is that what they call it now? It's not yeah, iTunes a- anymore. Apple, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts. You should give us five star ratings, I think. Unless there's ten stars, then please give us ten. I don't think there is, but if there is, let us know. <laughs> you know Menu Log rate their rate their restaurants out of six stars Ugh. so Ugh. strange that sucks so weird and it means that like a, it means a 3.9 is like better than you think it is it means that but, there's so many five star restaurants that's right. why that's why I see what I a see. fucking facade what a just fake fucking thing yeah it's pretty crap yeah. <laughs> it's very unclear at a glance what's going on yeah uh yeah, if you want to support us, you can rate us positively on whatever platform you get your podcasts. If you're feeling particularly generous, you can go onto a different platform where you don't get your podcast and rate us positively there too. We'd appreciate that. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com, pardon me, slash minimapau uh, to support us monetarily. If you choose to do so, that option is there for you. Uh, five bucks gets you a couple of odd little random topics that we'll throw in there every now and then or outtakes if we've got them. Um, but mostly it's just there if you wanted to support us in that way. That option is there for you. Uh, you can also find us on socials. We're on Twitter. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, and Patreon's the other one on the ticker. Uh, you can find us all for that one. It's uh, it's all Minimap AU for all of those accounts. 
We also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the Minimap cast. Uh, you can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Now, Jeremy, I have one quick question for you. Yes. Uh, yes. Did you start a timer when we started the show? Sure did. Sure did, Kerry. Where are we up to? Because I didn't start my timer. Uh, about eight minutes and 20 seconds. Wow. I don't know if that's exactly correct, but it's about it. I started well, it a little bit after. my zero. Yeah. Thank you for that, Jeremy. That's all right. Uh, I'm going to start us off this week. Which Anyone we that's listening to the episode will be able to see that my time is completely off as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they'll, they'll see what it actually is yeah. in, in the edit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but more accurate than my zero. Uh, so I'm going to start us off. Um, I'm the one who's played the new game this week. Me, not yeah. Jeremy. Mm. Um, Tell me about it. Anyone ever heard of this game called V Rising? It's it's been doing the rounds a little bit. Like I've seen but my work only this about week, it. right? Yes. Like it just kind of exploded out of nowhere. There was like a closed alpha like a month or two ago or something like that, and now it's in like early access, like by the game free free for all. Not free for all. It's not free. You got to buy it. Um, yeah. but now it's available. Mm. And it's surprisingly popular. I think it cracked Steam's top 10 played list um, over the weekend. So, like, good on them. It's a, I think it's a relatively small team. Um, it's a top-down survival game. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't realize how much of a survival game it was, but it's very Valheim survival game. You know, you, you, you kill... You, you knock down trees and break stones and kill some animals to get some hide and you know, you create your little home base and, oh my God, you deleted me from the video. How sorry, could you? Sorry, I was moving a window. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, it's qu- it's quite the survival game. Um, but the way it plays is is almost akin to an MMO um, mm-hmm. where you kind of got a lot of hotkeys for, like, your hotbar, like one through nine for, like, your inventory. Um, and then, like, left click is attack with whatever weapon you're holding. Uh, and then you've got like different vampire abilities. You can have like a ranged ability or like a like a chaos smash ability. Apparently, there's ultimates when you get to those, and uh, your when your weapons get stronger, they get different weapon abilities. So you got lots of keys and lots of icons along the bottom of your screen, and that top down setting feels that MMO kind of um, combat. At least it looks like it. It plays much more satisfyingly than I think an MMO does. Right. Okay. Um, which is good. <laughs> um, you feel you feel the hits pretty well. I think um, it is an online setting, so you get you have to you can play on a server of like twenty or forty other vampires and sort of set up your own castles in different areas. And sorry, I'm just imagining what? like like a town of vampires, and yeah. they're all like oh, blood, blood. <laughs> like like all like like there's just the consistent level of like oh, I am the vampire. Like I'm just yep. imagining like, have you seen the movie um, What We Do in the Shadows? I yeah. haven't. I really need to. You, you should. It, I've I've put it on Plex. You should watch that movie, Kara. It's so fucking funny. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that kind of like you know we are vampires. What do you expect us to do? We 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 do vampire things like that kind mm-hmm. of level. You know, like they they get a computer for the first time and the, like because they 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 bite some guy and he's like the first like young vampire set in like the modern era that they've had in a long time and so he like moves in with him and he like brings his computer 
and none of them have ever used computer because they're all hundreds or thousands of years old. Right. Um, and they go onto YouTube and they watch like a YouTube video of a sunrise and they like freak out like the last moment. Um, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's so good. Um, that like that and shit like um, uh, one of them skypes his muse from a hundred years ago. Oh wow, that's fun. um, and he's like a really old man. He's like, you haven't aged the day. How are you? How are you? And he's like, I am good. I am good. I am still a vampire here in Wellington. That sort of stuff. And uh, and he goes like, you promised when I when I sent you to Wellington, you promised to make me a vampire. But now I am an old old man. You know what the like? When when are you going to finally give me like infinite life? And he's like, uh, and like hangs up the call. <laughs> That's fun. It's so That's Taika Waititi, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, I need to get to that. Uh, there's not that much self-awareness in this one. It's right. not like Magicka where, where, where your, your teacher is the vampire called Vlad. Yeah. Um, right. uh, there, there's not that much kind of story. But the, the way it goes is like, you know, you start out and it's like, oh, smash like swipe at things with your claws to break these skeletons. Oh, you got 30 bones. In your crafting menu, you can now create a bone sword. Then you can create bone axes and a mace, and then you can create clothes, and then you can create stronger bone weapons, and then you can get better clothes. And uh they've got they've got a few unique mechanics though. So the you have base building in this, but it's sort of it's it's quite it's ensconced in the sort of um how do I put this in the in the mythos of vam- vampirism you know, where they have a castle near the town sort of thing, right? There's yeah, you must be invited in. in kind of, yeah, yeah. So, and you can, like, knock on other vampires' doors and they can let you in. That's fun. Um, but your castle has a heart and it's this, like, um, bowl in the ground. It's this stone bowl, like like a bird feeder, but, like, gothic. And you have to fill it with blood essence, which you get from killing things, obviously, mm-hmm. um, which is just, like, orbs of blood. And when you fill it with blood essence, this orb floats above the 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 stone uh, bird feeder, <laughs> um, and just and is constantly like dripping blood into the castle heart. Mm-hmm. And so like that's cool. And like you you can upgrade it, and that allows you to make the castle bigger. Um, but something that's interesting in this is there's a time of a time of day um, cycle in this. It's like every twenty five minutes is a is a whole day. Mm-hmm. And the the night is longer than the day. It's like sixteen hours, eight hours, or something like that, or some, or like fourteen, ten, something like that. Sure. And and you've always got a clock in the screen that you can see. But when the sun's out, um, unless you're in shadow or you're like in your coffin, if you're in direct sunlight for more than like ten seconds, you start taking a lot of damage, and it'll take you down to one health, and then you're pretty much fucked if you find anything that wants to hurt you. Um, so it becomes this balance of like going out during the night, um, finding raiding a camp to get some resources like thread or leather, which is a more advanced resource, um, and then either trying to make it back before the, the the day starts, or once the day starts, like dashing between the trees to get from where you need to go, and that extends to even inside your castle because when you start, you're only building with wood. And it's just kind of like a fort, right? It's just kind of like wooden walls and then like you're just building everything on the grass. Right. And so you don't have a roof over your head. And the only way you can get that is by building like an actual castle out of stone. And that's actually really resource intensive. Right. Um, Like you have to get raw stone and put it in the grinder, which creates bricks and dust. 
and that takes so long. It's like 20 stone becomes one brick or something. And like there's a, there's a lot of resource intensi- intensity, I suppose. Um, but it's quite good. And that time of day mechanic where you're like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then it's even becomes a thing where it's like, oh, it's time, it's it's daytime or it's nearly daytime, I better go back to my castle. But when you're just starting, like you've got like this much shade on like your eastern wall until like midday, and then there's like no shade in your in your castle, like unless there's cloud cover if you're lucky. So like there's a, you spend a lot of time during the day just hiding. Right. Um it gets annoying at times, but it's not too bad. Is there a lot of like loot stuff? Because it, it reminds yeah. me of Diablo. Yeah, it looks it looks and plays a bit like Diablo. There's not as much loot from like enemies. It's not like it's it's far less about that because that it's it's much more about you being able to craft your weapons because when you get stronger weapons you can mine better materials to make more stronger equipment, right? So like if you just found better stuff, which you can do, but if you just found mm-hmm. better stuff all the time, it would kind of undermine the crafting and resource management. Right. Um so it's much more like enemies will drop resources, they'll drop like I said, thread or wet stones or leather or paper, um, which you need because it takes a while for you to be able to make those. Mm. But um, they're very rarely dropping weapons. Very rarely are you finding weapons out in the world. Um, is um is is the progression like is it run based or are you like starting a character and it's you're like starting that, a character? That, that's your no, guy. It's not. Right. It's not. It's not a rogue like. It's okay, like. Yeah. You're starting a world, and then you put your castle down, and that's you're living in this server. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and if you die, you can do a death run to go get your stuff back. Um, but you you spawn back in your coffin at the castle where you where you place yourself. Um, and so that's fun, and it's cool. Like the the more you get into stonework, the more like very vampiric it becomes, and it gets more into that law. Like you can enslave humans. And then you can send them out on like resource runs, so they yep. can start gathering all those raw resources for you, putting them into the sawmill and the and the stone crusher. So that's automatically generating, and you and you have to make a coffin for them out of like greater blood essence. And I, I, I'm not quite sure how all that works, but um, you can't do that before making a proper stone coffin for yourself. So before you can make just like a wooden like like a really cheap kind of wooden coffin and that serves fine and that's a respawn point for you but at some point it's like make yourself a proper one and it takes up like eight squares on the in the in the room and it's got like a like a latin inscription on the floor beside it and it's huge it's this gigantic stone coffin right and and it's it really becomes like oh yes make this proper vampiric castle a thing um and I think it's really good. And I think the, the 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 amount of time it takes to do each thing and the amount of resources it takes, the amount of effort it takes to do each step is a good amount of time each time. Um, um, it, I, I think it's unlike Valheim where you have to work sometimes for like 20 or 30 minutes to get like five leather in Valheim. Like that was really slow and you needed yeah. a fair amount of it. Val- this is Valheim like Valheim wasn't that fun in the end. <laughs> I kind of agree. Yeah. I mean, we only really played it together once or twice. Um, yeah, but then V Rising like... is like, it's not that sort of thing where it's like 20 minutes to get five resources. It's more like five minutes to get 500 resources. Like every swipe of your thing is like plus six lumber, plus 22 lumber, plus 38 lumber. Right. But then you need a lot of it as well. Yeah. It's that right. kind of thing where it's like 
Call of Duty went from giving you plus five points per kill to like plus a thousand points. Yeah. Like as the yeah. games iterated. Yeah. Um, it's but, the Final Fantasy like uh, boss health creep. Yeah, exactly. It works well here. It's balanced well. Okay. Seemingly. Right. Um, yeah, it's the kind of one I would get really into. It's It's got like PvE or PvP servers. Okay. Um, so you can determine whether you're fighting other vampires when you come across them. The PvE ones are kind of interesting. Good for if you want to do something cooperative with friends. But when you're in a normal server without knowing anyone else, I mean, I guess you could team up with them if you want. But you just kind of like bumble into other vampires who are taking out wolves. Ah, or, ah. <laughs> taking down a tree or something like that. Exactly. And then we kind of just kind of like, all right, see ya. And then fuck off. Sometimes there was like a I boss that was taking me here. out. What? You're woodcutting. I want to be woodcutting here. <laughs> <laughs> I was saved by someone once, which was good. Like, they went to fight a boss and they were like, oh, fuck, this, this is too hard. And I was like, oh, I'll do this. This boss is weakened. And I and they messed me up. And then they came back and revived me, which was cool. Um, so there's little moments like that. But, like, I don't know. The PvP sounds interesting. At, like, certain times of day, you can raid other vampires' castles. That's fun. And so then it's like you have to keep your blood essence up and, like stay back to defend or go out and raid like it's quite comprehensive and you can also set up your own servers with so many server customization options you want like when you harvest resources maybe you're getting two times the amount or you can increase the amount of resources you can stack in your inventory per per chunk like it's really customizable you can have all vampires start at a certain amount of like research or equipment level um so yeah, it's it's really it's really positive, really friendly. I think cool. um, it is on the slow side, honestly, for for that kind of thing. Like to get to stoneworking, um, I honestly think it'd take you about five or six hours. Right. Um, but there's a lot to do in the meantime. You can like feast on people's blood, and that like empowers you differently. Um, like different enemies have like stronger amounts of like a rogue type blood, or like, and that then gives you different abilities and you can also find like v blood carriers and basically when you feed off of them they're bosses basically that roam around the world or in or in camps um and when you feed off them you get a unique vampire ability like a wolf form from the alpha wolf or a cool gravity shot where you can throw where you get a new projectile or um and usually that comes with like you gain their knowledge as well so you get uh the knowledge of how to make a tanning rack to make leather or how to make this sort of resource or that sort of resource. So, like, that's, that's like, a fun thing to do in the meantime, and it's quite necessary. Um, yeah. No, it, it's it's good. It's good. There's, there's, I, I don't have a good read on it. But it's the kind of thing it? where it's, like, I am. I am. And I'm, like, I'm playing it for work. Okay, but it's good. the kind of thing where it's, like, I can see myself, once I turn it on, playing for longer than I meant to. Right. But is it the kind in, of in game that you'll play a bunch and then you'll forget to play it again? You know, when you get For those... me, yes. Right. I think so. But I think it's a better survival gameplay loop than, like, Minecraft is, for example. Okay. Like, I'll I'll bounce off Minecraft pretty quickly these days. Um, this... The amount of progression in the survival loop in this game is enough to keep someone who likes that kind of progression... In, I think it's a good amount of keeping you hooked. Okay, uh, I have one question and one question only. 
Is it better or worse than Vampire Survivors? Ooh, that's a hard. It's a hard choice to make, Jeremy. Better or worse than Vampire Survivors? It's very different. Because um, um, I'm not kidding when I say that. Worse. Vampire Survivors is like neck and neck with Elden Ring for my game of the year. Oh, that's fucked. <laughs> That's fucked. <laughs> I know. It's great. Vampire Survivors is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, sure is. I think I think Vampire Survivors has the edge for me. Okay. Um, right. I think it's more refined and more fun. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, it is. Um, v Rising scratches a different itch and it scratches it well, but I right. think Vampire Survivors is. Uh, it's. I think it's got it a bit more than V Rising does. We we spoke about this online a few days ago, and and your partner Sam chimed in as well with some interesting information. But like the, oh yeah, the in the influx of vampire games and media mm-hmm. is just been so fun to see. Um, yep. And they were talking about how it's by and large a every time this happens, it is a um reaction to uh like heavier conservative um what what's the rule? word <laughs> rule yeah i guess but like a, a conservative push right this is a this is a it's it's a reaction to that and it's happened every every time that happens there's a, there's a big influx in vampire movies it's because there is some form of uh progressive sexual liberation happening at the same time yeah totally which is, which is cool you know cuz there's just that kind of inherent kind of vampires are horny you, and they're sexy. Well, they are. The whole them biting someone's neck thing, like that's that's it's hot. Like that's tied to just like sex, basically. Yeah. And it's it's a core part of what they do, and they're you know they're made up with like with like a different kind of pallor, and they're they like, dress incredibly. Yeah, the I'm, fashion. I, I, and, I, I don't know if you've seen. The Castlevania TV show, the animated one on Netflix. I heard it's great. Oh, it's so good. Alucard is so fucking hot in that show. <laughs> He's so so attractive. Um, uh-huh. uh, Christopher Lee, one of the first, if not the first, Dracula. Um, so good, so so attractive back in those nineteen forties movies. Was he one of the first Draculas? That's interesting. Mm, yeah, yeah. Him and Peter Cushing, two Star Wars. Let me alone. see what. What did Sam write? Uh, because vampires usually have a boom in popularity when hetero roles are challenged or spooked because vampire bite is aligned with sex and not the heteronormative reproductive kind. There were oodles of vampire films made around the time of the sexual revolution for women and again when the gay liberation movement kicked off. Right-wing US president just got voted out, bring on the vampires. Yeah. And yep. It, it's a good read, honestly. It, um, it's, it's a great read. It's something that I had no idea about. Yeah, what you said, holy shit, what that owns. <laughs> yeah, yep. It does. Server. I stand by that. Um, uh. Did you know that the reason Christopher Lee in the Star Wars films is known as Count Dooku is because George Lucas wanted to do Count as, a, as an homage to Christopher Lee playing Dracula? I didn't know that. That is interesting. And then I, I, I saw that today in a tweet um, from. Uh, uh, someone I follow, Saf, who has a, a Star Wars podcast with a great name called Rogue Podron, um, where Podrin. they are, yeah, like Squadron. Um, but what's Podron? Podcast. They have a Star Wars podcast. Um, oh. 
the um, yeah. it, I, I, it, it's it's good when you read it. Um, uh, the the, 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 they they uh, they posted a tweet saying that, and at the end, it's like a bunch of Star Wars writers in two thousand and four to two thousand and like ten, like uh, uh, comic and novel writers, like fuck. Now we have to find out what a count is, and now we have to find out what he's going to be a count of. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. What that means for where he's from. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He turns out he's just the count of wherever he's from. It's just a, mm. just a, just a planet. That was so confusing as a as like a seven year old watching that movie, where it's like. Oh, he's Count Dooku, but he's also Darth Tyrannus, which is like, is he a T Rex? Like, no, like, it's like, it's like Anakin and Anakin and Vader. It's the same thing. Yeah, but I was confused as a seven year old. Like, I get it now, right? But he had two very strange names, and it was like, why are they calling him Count Dooku when he's so clearly a Sith? Like, it's like, yeah. why are they bothering to not just call him that? Yeah. It's like calling Darth Maul and like Fred, you know, like. Come on, let's let's drop the pretense here. Yeah, Darth Maul is the only one that doesn't make sense because his name is just Maul. Ah, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Sure doesn't. Ah, oh, that's so disappointing. I'm 99% I, sure that's correct. Is that because there's some, like, tie to the Sith on their home planet? What are they called again? Uh, he's from... Uh, is he's, 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 D? He, he's, he's a Zabrek from Dathomir. Dathomir, that's right. Yeah. Um, Dathomir was cool in Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Fight a big bat. Uh, yeah, he, his name was Maul before attaining the honor of Darth. Doesn't it? Doesn't Darth it, Palpatine? It just, it just is inconsistent. Darth Dooku. I like how um, Darth Anakin. <laughs> Uh, we, we spoke about uh, you and I spoke about this semi recently. The it's weird that Palpatine's from Naboo. Yeah, it is weird that he just is from Naboo. Yeah, that he's just a guy. You know, he's younger than Dooku. I think I sent you this. He's younger you than did, Dooku you, for twenty years. Yeah, you were you were freaking out. You that's, were like, "Can you believe it?" I'm like, "Yeah, that, man." That's <laughs> Christopher no. Lee's old. Yeah, but like, <laughs> Sidious is supposed to be older than Dooku. Look at him. Yeah, only when he gets like, only when he gets electrocuted, then he's like, still. <laughs> still. Anyway. anyway, this isn't the Star Wars segment of the no, show yet. No, we're uh, not there yet. Jeremy, tell me about your expeditions in Civilization. We spoke about it last week, but what's what's what what are we coming back to here? So, um, when you and I played, and you were a bit lost, I think is a fair way to say while you were losing. <laughs> that's not that's not what I meant by by that. But yes, um, I was a loser, Jeremy. <laughs> You were uh, aimless, uh, I think, to an extent, um, or rather, like, like not not in a not in a negative way, but you didn't quite know yeah. the the direction of of where to take your your campaign. And really, that's a whole, it turns out a big part. It's like, what do you want to do? And it's it, like, it, it, it I is, have no idea. <laughs> it is maybe the hardest thing to learn in Civ. I still do games where I forget to decide that. Right. Too late. Um. So I tried to brush up a little bit to try and help you and friend of the show, Ollie, sort of come out of that a bit and sort of maybe think of some, some, some routes you could take. Mm-hmm. So I, I played a game on my own uh, with six or seven other civilizations, just like a standard AI game. 
Um, and I was doing this last week while I was editing the podcast and I accidentally spent a night up at 2 a.m. doing the classic one more turn, which I hadn't done in a very long time. Not since high school have I have I had the one more turn. Uh, uh, just last feeling. year then. Shut up. You know, you know that's not true. <laughs> you know that's not true. We, we, Search we your to, heart. We, we, we went to uni together. Um, Six years ago. I know, shut up. Um, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, so I, I had a match on my own and I was playing as France. Um and yeah, I was I was going through and then I decided so it I worked a fair bit on Saturday, election day. I voted on Friday, and then I worked until late, like I mentioned before, and then I sat down and watched the election. Mm-hmm. About an hour into the election, things were slowing down a little bit. Western Australia was started to count the polls. Uh, was this like 7 p.m., 8 p.m.? About, about 8 p.m. I was about a third of my way through my bottle of wine, had my laptop mm. on, looking at the same webpage. It was webpage. another two hours before like anything really interesting started happening. Yeah, like the, 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 the basic rundown is once it gets to about 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Time, that's when you start to have an idea... In, in the words of Anthony Green, that is when you'll know if you will have to stay up a whole lot later or not. <laughs> um, which is, I think, a very funny thing. I don't know if you watched much of the, the actual ABC coverage, but Anthony I, Green I just... I did. Anthony just the, Green's great. Just the absolute blessing of a, of a, of a person to host an election. Yeah. I truly don't know what this country is going to do when he retires because he's not a young oh, they're, man they're, anymore. They've got, they've, got the, they've got his protege. Casey Briggs is coming, coming up behind him to fill his spot. Oh, every time they cross the fucking David Spears, I wanted to f- claw my fucking eyes out. Um, and in the in the virtual telly room, oh, and he's fucking analysts that are just like just drips. <laughs> one of them had a had had a book of one liners that he was going through. Oh my god, the same never... line over and over again, the same and, quip. And then he... they never cut to the one woman on the panel. They never no. cut to her. <laughs> no, no, that part of it sucked every time. Anyway, we're we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> The AR, like, holograms, they were fun. Yeah, they're fun. An hour into the election, I swapped my laptop from being, from, like, tracking election results to Moonlight Civ. Yep. Um, and I just played Civ for the entire night. Um, a couple of things happened. One, uh, I was very close to winning. I was... Uh, doing a science victory. I was making more than double science per turn than the next best person doing science. And I'm like, mm-hmm. got this in the bag. I've eclipsed everybody in science. I am I know what I'm doing. I'm good. I'm the leader of the world, all that shit, right? Everybody hated take me. Take them all out with your ray guns. Everybody fucking hated me because I kept on going to war just trying to get more like land. Right. Um, they all rightfully so hated me, but like, like shut up. Like, give me a break. Um. <laughs> Uh, what happened is then I looked at the charts and I saw that Brazil, one leader known as Pedro, uh, who was big in uh, tourism, big in um, uh, like they had a lot of culture per turn because there was a tourism victory. Um, Tourism victory is when everybody wants to go to your cities uh, or rather every major, like there's a bunch of like um, wind conditions, but it's by and large, every major city in the world wants to visit and looks to you as like the culture capital of the world. 
Interesting. It's the culture of victory. It requires you getting a lot of like works of art and like a ton of stuff. Um, that is Pedro's specialty, and he was much closer to winning a culture game than I was to winning a, a um, science game. So, Jeremy, what did you do to fuck him? Built up an army, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, built up an army, declared war. Uh, I, was, I was going from Golden Age to Golden Age, which gives me a uh, Cause Belly, I believe is the name. Cause Belly? Cassus Belly, I think. Cassus Belly. Which I is, know that from Seinfeld. <laughs> nice. Well, they don't know what it means, but they just say it to each other over and over. <laughs> they like the sound of it. Well, what it means is to a reason to declare war. Is what it is, um, and there is warmonger penalties. It is a stat that you build up or not, depending on if you declare war or not, or if you do right, certain like things. Like, yeah, like if you if you raise cities, if you attack innocent cities, blah blah blah, over and over again, you will develop warmonger stat, and then warmongering stat is then a reason people can declare war on you for a light warmonger penalty. I was going golden age to golden age and I picked and I kept on picking the thing saying, I'm in a golden age. That means I want to declare war, which is a hilarious thing to add into this game, That's which gives so me weird. a light, very, very light warmonger status. Right. So, fu- so fucking funny. So I just literally rolled up. I was taking, I was taking countries in a weekend, all that stuff. <laughs> like I was just like going like city, city, city. Um, Pedro went from making like the most amount of culture to I just totally eclipsed how much culture he was getting. Cause not only did I like take him out, I then took everything that he was doing. Right. Um, so I took all of his works of art. I took his, his culture capitals. You um, absorbed his culture. Yeah, like so an like, ah, it's mine now. What then happened is I started to make too much culture per turn that I almost got myself out of a science victory. and got myself into a culture victory. <laughs> right. Which wouldn't have, which you just didn't want? Or? I didn't want... I wanted the science victory because I'd worked the entire game to it. I didn't want to accidentally win another way by... But I didn't want to go from science victory to using military force to accidentally do a culture victory. That's not how I wanted to win the game. I wanted to... Right. Sense, I wanted to... I wanted to see the stars, carry. I wanted to go into space. That is the science victory. Okay. Um, so I kind of fucked with my own cities a little bit made them worse, made them not very desirable to want to go to science victory. <laughs> weirdly enough and and i tweeted about this and yeah i, I once again don't th- this is not related at all i don't think that these two things are like indicative of each, of each other this is not a this is not an art imitates life thing but it was very weird to have the science victory screen show up at the exact same time anthony albanese like was declared the pr- prime minister of australia <laughs> yeah your civilization wins as as our civilization wins, or is he? Win? I don't know how you spin that. <laughs> Look, it's it's not a loss, that's for sure. Um, I don't know. That was weird. Those two things happened at the exact same time, and it was like, mm-hmm. like this means You're nothing. Like, oh, it's it's time to go to bed. <laughs> like this means nothing, but I noticed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I. I, I got a, a much better understanding of how a lot more of those systems work again. Um, like understanding, like just getting better idea of amenities and housing and, and districts and all that stuff. Understanding how they all work. Uh, every time you get a new technology in Civilization, Sean Bean reads out a little, like a little inspirational quote. Um, the one for robotics is just, I'll be back, which I think is funny. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> That's very funny. It's, it's, it's either robotics or it's AI. It's one of the two. I don't remember which one. Um, well done, 2K. Yeah, no, that, that, the, the, the team at, at um, Firaxis, have, they've got a good sense of humor. Um, in Civ Five, one of the advanced units was XCOM soldiers, for example. Oh. Um, once, you, once you get further than modern day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that, was, that was largely it. I just thought it was funny that I, I, I was about to lose and then I almost won away. I didn't want to win and then I won and then the election was called. Yeah. Um, funny night. Yeah, strange night. It definitely sounds strange. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it's so funny listening to like um, you and Byron talk about, you know, how to get past that initial hurdle of not knowing anything. Yeah. And it, and it it seems like such a tough egg to crack, like more so than a than a story game where it's like, oh, get past the first couple of hours and then like it really kicks off and you'll really get like hooked. It like it's more than that, right? It's like you might not understand what makes this game tick until you've played a few games. But the thing is, all of these games can take hours each. Like it's yeah, it's a big commitment just to even see if I'm gonna like it. I'm 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 finding it quite daunting to try and go back to. And part of that's because I'm playing Persona and Judgment and Mass Effect. Like part of that's on me. But like, how, yeah, like how, do I, how do I how do I break in, Jeremy? I, I know what you mean. Um, and I don't particularly have like a definite answer. Like I've given you some. I've given you what I think is gen- genuinely like some pretty good answers about like how to maybe approach it um yeah but like at the end of the day it it still kind of comes down to you need to play it more to see whether you're gonna like it and to understand it at all yes um yes and and i was thinking back to the way i got into civ which was civ 5 um and i just played and like just failed a bunch of games before i got under like before i got like a a deeper understanding um Mm. which is funny and i don't really know why i did it but i did let um, me ask you this jeremy yeah did you have nothing else to play at that time not really i had, I had plenty of games to play at that point because i bought it in a humble bundle oh wow yeah okay yeah yeah it's strange right because like you you're saying oh you, you know you got to know it more in high school i look at that and i'm like is that just like you played it to play something, you know, like, <laughs> like I, I obviously had more time back then, but like, mm. I, I don't really know what, I think just like the, the, the moment to moment part of like making decisions and then like building up a city. I think I just quite enjoy, um, you know, building a set. Like I will say that Civ six's early game is a lot harsher than Civ Five. Interesting. Um because they are because the AI is smarter and the barbarians are just a bit rougher. Um I believe you can set the barbarian difficulty in Civ Six, which is maybe what we should do is mm. either change their difficulty or even just turn them off altogether. I've played many a game where there's just no barbarians. Because they they're just they ha- they're they're like a a thing you need to overcome. And yeah, they're they're an early game like thing to account it, for. It it it's it's the reason it, it is it is the push to have you have an army because otherwise right. you're just going to put everything in development, um, which makes complete sense. Which is why they need barbarians. They need right. you to 
spread across many systems all at once to engage with them all as opposed to just because like there were many times where i was playing game where i like never made a fucking army at all like i didn't have any siege units i would just have like a bunch of archers for defense and nothing and then like all of a sudden like i get like i get someone declaring war on me and i'm fucked because i've just got the most basic defenses um so they do that there to make you want to to make you desire having a a, a basic standing army of defense mm. And to so give that, you more, like, interaction between someone else that isn't you, right? Yeah. While everyone else is still early and still focused on themselves. And then there are ways where, like, you know, like, a city-state quest will be, hey, take out this barbarian encampment, etc. Like, there, there are ways where you can gain favor from some of the city-states by dealing with the barbarians. Um, as well as giving you a little bit of challenge of, like, oh, barbarians stole my fucking builder now. i got to go kill the barbarians to get my builder back, etc. Um mm-hmm. I understand why they're there, um, but they are not easy early foe. So, yeah, they they can make a break an early run for you. Yeah, and you know that's not too bad because it's an early run, right? So you can just start again. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see if I ever circle back around to it. It's um, I think we should set a day. It's a big hill to climb. Yeah. Like that's that's like if we set a day. I've got homework. <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, like I think, but like uh, the idea of you and me and one other civilization on a very small map, at the fastest game speed, I think is you uh, you'll understand some systems a bit more because you'll be like, mm-hmm. what is it? It's like a brilliance by uh, constraint or whatever. Sure. Because it's because a smaller map, you can only have like a couple of cities, maybe three max then you'll really specialize those cities to do what you want them to do and just focus on that shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I can we'll, we'll see. <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? Oh mate, I don't I don't even know at this point. I I was thinking about how like I've been playing more than V Rising, but it's like more persona, more judgment. But judgment I only got back to for the first time since last weekend, this weekend. Like yeah. And so it's like I'm 15 hours into that, and it's like, but that's just kind of over like two weekends. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I time is becoming more premium. As 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 I guess we we were always told it would be. Yeah. Uh. While we have this mini existential crisis, we're going to go on a break. Um. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Star Wars. Get ready, everyone. We'll be right back. Star Wars. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been, well, Jeremy's been eating a sandwich, and I've been doing some Star Wars research during the break. Jeremy, what was in the sandwich? So it was tuna and mayonnaise, but, oh. which is, which is, it's pretty plain of a sandwich, but my housemates for dinner made curry, just for them, and there was just a little bit left. Oh. Not enough, not enough for like a next day meal. So I yep. said, can I have it? And I put it in my sandwich. So you had a, a, a tuna mayonnaise and curry sandwich? Tuna mayonnaise and palak paneer sandwich. It was very good. It was really that good. That sounds really strange. Really, really strange. It was so good. Have you never had like a, you just put like a, whatever you had for dinner last night, just in between bread and eat it? No. 
I am not a big sandwich person. Right. Okay. I am. I am a big sandwich person. They call me like the big you sandwich. give me un untoasted bread. I might just leave. Like oh, I there have been I have I've been known to just have a half a loaf of bread for dinner. Not just you, many other people as well. It is a common common trait of others. Yeah. I remember my band director at high school made a commitment to not eat bread for a year at some point because he liked it too much and it's, ate it too often. It's it's it's, it's not good carbohydrates. He just ate it. Yeah. Toast, though. Toast is about the same level of carbohydrates, I think. But crunchy. But crunchy. <laughs> good, like a, a good toasted sandwich, though. I'll have a, I'll have a good toasted sandwich. Mm-hmm. Maybe even like a lightly toasted sandwich. Maybe I should try that next time. Mm. Half bread, half toast. Broast. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars now. Um, I, so, as you said you ready, before, Kerry? Jeremy. Are pardon? you ready? Are you ready for my... You ready for uh, Jeremy's been hyping up the the visual gag of the week. He's he's been preparing one. Um, I'm, I don't think I am ready, Jeremy. What what are we looking at this week? What what is this? Lego Star Wars character selection screens. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> we're in the little blue circles. Is there room to turn one of them green so we're like co op? Or are uh, they just... I no, not right. There's now. not room for that. That's no. fine. This that that is a blessing nonetheless. Oh, that's astounding. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was, I was thinking, like, what can I do? Because you said all the things I went through, which is like, Vader's helmet, and yeah, it kind of covers up our faces. Couple um, of lightsabers. Yeah, and then I thought, like, what if I gave you just, like, Watto's nose, and I gave me, like, <laughs> Dexter Jetster's arms or something, and I was like, Who? Right. Dexter Jetster? From a t- in Attack of the Clones, Obi-Wan goes to Dexter's diner, and he's like, oh, cloners! <laughs> They're on Camino. It depends on how big your pocketbook is. Thanks, Dex. Oh, I know says. Dex. Call, calls him Dex. You know. You really, you really store a bunch of random shit in there. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Fucking tell me about it. Dexter Jetster? That's his name? Yeah. What Dexter's the Dino. fuck? <laughs> what? George Lucas, you're a clown. <laughs> uh, I did not start my timer again. That's on me. Okay, so uh, yeah, with Star Wars, Star Wars Celebration coming up, and the Kenobi series coming, and it's just it's just time to talk about Star Wars. It's one we've been kind of sitting on, and we figured this week's as good a week as any. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. And so, as with most of our little topics we've got little subtopics and we're going to start this week's topic of the show off with this one uh as it is written down what, what have we got here it says what was our introduction to star wars in general and what was the first star wars game you remember um you, you want to go first yeah i can go first my introduction to star wars i remember it most clearly honestly i think i probably played a game before i saw the the show show before i saw any of the movies um but my introduction to Star Wars was when my brother got for Christmas the Star Wars tape set of the original trilogy. Right. Um, which it turns out would have been relatively remastered. I think this was 
around the time of Phantom Menace. Um, and so that had like Ian yes. McDermott in it and probably hard shot at a different order to compare to the first yeah, time. Yeah, at that, that point stuff. it was, yeah. Yeah. And the uh, the CG dancer from uh, the Last Jedi that's that's my canon. Um, did that not know that was so awful. Later. It's so terrible, isn't it? It's what I know. I think the song's pretty good too. What are they say to do? Do they go to the bar? <laughs> the really the really <laughs> shrill <laughs> singer. What's her name? Everyone everyone brings her up as the like. Her name is the. It's like oh, it's that era where she's in it all the time. What's her name? Uh, I think it's Sice Noodles. Size noodles. She's got a big nose mouth. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so those movies were my introduction to Star Wars proper. Um, and and I would go to my grandparents' house to stay over for the weekend so, sometimes. Sorry, Sai Snootles is what it actually is. Snootles. Sai well, Snootles. Not Sai Snootles. Definitely said, well, yeah, she's got a big nose mouth. I don't know. I can, I can forgive people for saying or thinking snoodles is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would take the box set over to my grandparents' house when I was doing sleepovers. And I would watch one of them, almost always Return of the Jedi. And I would take one or more of the toy lightsabers we had. And when there was any fight scene, I would stand in front of the TV where I was on my own because my grandparents didn't want to watch and just make the noises and swing the sword and yeah. turn it mm-hmm. on and it would make the noises with me. Even for the space fights. <laughs> 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 uh, but I think the first Star Wars game I remember is, um, I remember back in the first house I was in before I was five, before we moved around that time. Um, something to remember is that my brother is 10 years older than I am. But when we got our 64, I think we were doing a garage sale before we moved. And, wow, I have a lot of details about this. And <laughs> uh, my brother and his friends came over and either one of them brought with them that they owned or we rented uh, Episode 1 Racer, which was the, yeah. the pod racing game on N64. And I didn't play it very much and I, didn't, I, I was bad at it when I was that young. Um, but I remember it very well. <laughs> I remember those times of playing that. And I don't think everyone really enjoyed it that much, but we sure played it a lot that one <laughs> afternoon. What about you, Jeremy? Well, I don't know first... if I know your introduction to Star Wars. It was I was in great prep, and my friend at the time showed me episode one, but like we weren't watching it, and he was like, he, I think he was just more excited to show someone Star Wars than he was for me to actually watch Star Wars, and so I didn't like understand what was going on and episode one is like complicated and full of like you know trade disputes and stuff so i didn't know what the fuck was happening totally I mean, I that, was, that was with- my star war though when we got that when i was like six when we got like the dvd yeah yeah and like you know the fucking like i didn't know who the characters was and so like i swear to god for a long time i thought it was obi-wan kenobi who was actually qui-gon Jin. um yeah. and i thought obi-2 kenobi was obi-wan kenobi <laughs> Uh, and I, I shit you not, I, that was my, like, that's who I thought Star Wars characters were. That's amazing. Um, and then... Obi-2. Yeah, right. And, like, neither of my parents were, like, really big into Star Wars, and I don't have any older siblings, and so I used to watch it sometimes as my cousin. But, like, I, no one, like, showed me Star Wars until I was about, I don't know, nine, I guess, ten, maybe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when... I said I wanted to watch all of them, and so we used to hire them out. And I remember 
hiring was that like on the weekend like on a friday night you get one and then you'd have it for the weekend and then the next weekend you'd get the next one yeah we'd get yeah. The, we'd take it back and then get the next one out and if it was there so it wasn't always there so sometimes you had to wait and pick something else um and so i remember watching empire strikes back thinking it was the last one not oh. knowing that there was an episode six. Oh no I, I, I didn't know right um and i was furious because that was the ending. That was it. I, well, no, because no, I knew there was, well, like, I knew by the end of it that there was another one. Sure. But I thought okay. that was the last one before I watched it. Why were you it. furious? Because there was another movie I had to watch. I thought I was going to see the ending. That I th- thought, today I'm going to see uh, the final one. Uh, um, interesting. And it was, like, sad, and, you know, the bad guys lose, and I didn't The I good didn't guys get lose. It. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The good guys lose. I didn't get it. Blah, blah, blah. Um. So that was that, but, but before, not before all of that, but f- before most of that, the first Star Wars game I ever played is it's a it's a game called Star Wars Episode One: Battle for Naboo. <gasps> yes, Jeremy, I didn't see this in my list, but please, please so, bring this up because so, I couldn't find it and remember enough about it. So but I did also play this. It's an N sixty four and PC game. Yeah. I played it on PC because I didn't have an N64. Which is probably for the best because it's like a top-down simulator. <laughs> it's like a... No, no, it's a it's yeah. a third-person vehicle game. Oh, well, you and I thinking about something else then. I'm going to look this up while you keep going then. Yeah. Um, but what's it? Battle for Naboo. Yeah, Star Wars Battle for Naboo. Um, it, is a, it is a vehicle game where you play as the, like, the different ships, um, the Naboo Star... Uh, fighter, um, the 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 droid on the little scooter thing that they that they drive around, the thing that they stand up on. What? The the it's like a droid thing where they stand up and it's like it it's got a gun on the end. It's like a hover bike thing, but it's a standing hover bike. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. That's not a droid. That's just the vehicle. Yeah, but like the droids use it as well. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. And the and there's like the oh, you know, I might have played this at one point or another. Yeah, yeah. I remember this being very difficult. There's droid, yes, and there's droid tanks and everything. And I don't like this was like this is maybe one of the first games I ever played. Like I think I was maybe five years old when I was playing it, maybe less. Because I think my dad just had the demo on his computer. He didn't buy it. That's for sure. Yeah. But we couldn't we couldn't beat the first Star level. Star Wars is such a the, the the music is such a rip off. It's so yeah fake. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think couldn't that buy game it. is. I don't think that game is particularly good. We didn't buy it. We just had the demo, but we couldn't even beat the demo. And it was like I just remember flying around the 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 grassy hills of Naboo, shooting mm-hmm. at other other like other people, and then I'd die, and I'd choose another character, and I'd just continue to die again. There's another Star Wars game I played when I was very young where it was a it was a Starfighter type game. Yeah. And I remember being in a uh being a hangar in being a in a hangar in space flying either an X-wing or a or a TIE fighter. I don't remember which one. Might have been it might have been a prequel ship actually. I don't actually know. But the first thing you have to do is get out of the hangar to fly okay. around. Oh, and we oh, failed at that over and over and over again, and we had no idea what we were doing. We had not a fucking clue. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's that, that's basically it. Um, I also played a bunch of the fucking Star Wars uh, Galactic Battlegrounds, which was a ripoff of Age of Empires 2. Um, mm-hmm. That game was really good, and I still play that game every now and again. I bought it on Steam. Oh, right. Yeah, it's still good, because it's just Age of Empires, so like all the balancing and stuff is all there. Mm-hmm. But like it, it's got good music and great little animations and stuff. Um, There's, there is an RTS I played, I think... I don't know, we got the demo for it or no one wanted it. Like my cousins gave it to me or something. I looked it up just now. It's called Star Wars Episode One: The Gungan Frontier. Right. And let, let me read the, the, the Wikipedia description here. Yeah. Star Wars Episode One: The Gungan Frontier is a video game by Lucas Learning. The players must introduce Ooh. organisms to the Naboo moon, to the Naboo moon, pardon me, of Omadun, in an attempt to develop a stable ecosystem capable of supporting Gungan colonization. It's like Tight. it's like a SimCity yeah. management game. <laughs> like I didn't play it that much. It was very confusing for, for little old me. Nice. Um, I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. The next question, Kerry. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite listen, you 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 wrote this question. And I've got, I've got, an, I've got an addition to it, but this is a question for you by you. What's your favorite Star Wars game from when you were a kid and didn't know any better? Right. So, like, what were the games that you thought were fantastic, and then you look back now and they're clearly dog shit? Or like, maybe you wouldn't have actually cared about it that much. Yeah. Like Battle for Naboo, for example. Uh, Although it sounds like you had a good idea of what it was at the time. Well, I, I just didn't know what it was at all. I didn't know what games were really. Back okay, then. sure. Um, there is a game, and I was showing you footage from this earlier, Jeremy. It's an Xbox exclusive game called Star Wars Obi Wan, <laughs> and you, I, I like a friend of, I saw my friend play it once, and I looked at it. I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. And then they let me play it, and the, you know, I jumped into the middle, and I was lost, and I never played it again. But I thought it was really cool. And it's this, you play as Obi Wan, but mm-hmm. like pre Episode One, and it came out in like 2001, right? Um. I thought it was pre-episode two. Yeah, sorry. It came out before episode two, long after episode one had come out. Um, But it had this really interesting control scheme where you control uh, Obi-Wan's lightsaber with the right-hand stick. Um, Like Ape Escape. You see, in Ape Escape, the right stick uh, is where, where you hit. So if you're facing straight and the right stick, you flick left then the kid will go left. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I don't I don't particularly like Ape Escape from the little bit I've seen of it. It's very strange. It's good. Have you seen the metal <laughs> I'll show you the Metal Gear thing later. You have shown me the Metal Gear thing. Okay. Someone's shown it to me this last week. Right. Uh, anyway, uh yeah, like Ape Escape, you sw- you, you swing the right stick to swing the the lightsaber in different ways and i thought that was so complicated and so cool when i was, it younger. Is complicated. I was like, wow, so much control you can you can swing the lightsaber yeah and really it's like left swings left right swings right up swings up down is block and like that's it like it's actually just four directions sure. um it could have been on the buttons but it wasn't <laughs> but and it, it wasn't and it kind of felt really cool um but it's such a strange it's such a strange game. Turns out it was meant to be made for GameCube and PlayStation 2. Uh, right. And those versions got cancelled, so it just turned into an Xbox exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that was a game I really wanted to try, and it just kind of stayed in my head as this built-up like fantasy of like, what would it be if I got to actually play it? If I actually got to play Star Wars Obi One? Well, now you can this Friday on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus, I can yeah. watch. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be quite as a uh, like quad directional. No, we might even say it'll be one directional. Um, <laughs> Uh, my answer to this is not quite, it, it's, it's my addendum to this question, which is what's your favorite Star Wars game from when you were a kid and didn't know any better? This is a game that I, I, what's my favorite Star Wars game that I played once is, is actually, and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, I played once, but it's more like I could see myself loving this game when it came out. But so, uh, at some point in the 2010s, Whoa. uh, uh, Humble put out like a Humble Star Wars bundle, mm-hmm. which included a bunch of Star Wars games. It was a ton of like they'll bring in a bunch of Star Wars games to Steam, and they did this big celebration of like, hey, like this bundle is like ten bucks or something, and you get basically every Star Wars Lucas game from a million fucking years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that included Star Wars Battlefront Two, the original Battlefront Two. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. Good point. And I never played that game in its heyday. I didn't have. I didn't have it on PS2 and I didn't have it on PC. Um, so I missed out on all the online shenanigans. Oh, you missed out. But that was a good time. I did play a lot of that game. I forgot about it. So so when, when this bundle came out, they were removing GameSpy, I think. And they had, a, they had a fix for it. They had a different alternate version for it, which was one of the reasons that they were bringing it to Steam. It was like, hey... The GameSpy stuff has been down for a long time. Like, I think I'm getting this right. But we've fixed it. We've actually modified the game to bring back online. And they literally couldn't make enough keys the amount of people were buying this game. I remember buying mm, this bundle and, ha- and having to wait something like 36 hours later before I even got my key because they weren't generating enough for how many people were buying this game. And so, so when, fascinating. I, when I finally got the ga- my key, the servers were plentiful jock jock full and so i got to relive well i got to live what was the reliving of people playing this game online and as far as i'm aware the community for this game is still like active enough you know kind of like halo one um right you know like you can you can still get a game of battlefront two. yeah our game yeah um but it was fun i didn't i didn't know I, I didn't know. I saw that game a bunch at JB Hi-Fi yeah. and EB and like you know the rental places, but I never I never picked it up. Um, but then playing it on the PC when it was full of people again, that I I will maybe never forget doing that. That was it's, great fucking fun. It's really special in a way, and it feels quite simple when you look at it these days. But Battlefront Two brought in like the the hero fighters, so you could play as Jedi which was awesome. Um, or you could play as... I think you could play as Boba Fett and stuff like that, like with Django. And, um, yeah, yeah, you can, definitely can. But they gave you... It was nearly the whole movies. It was nearly episode one through six, wasn't it? Like, I don't know. I, I don't remember. I think it came out like maybe just before three, but it I had so. like yeah. Mustafar in there and and the, the place where he finds... Um, uh, Grievous, Utapau. like in the middle of the movie, Utapau, Thank you. Like it had so, it was like a sneak peek for Episode Three, 
locations and characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah I think is in it, isn't he? I, can't, I was just trying to think about that. I don't know if he is. I think he might have been too unique, too well, but different. Like, but so Grievous actually shows up prior to episode three in terms of released Star Wars media because there was that animated Tartakovsky Clone Wars film in between two and three where Grievous first shows up. That's his first appearance. Okay. So that he might have been in there because they had they had an idea. No, but like I think like the other ones. Oh, like he's too know, complex all, of like a of like like a, a like character. an asset in game. Right. Okay. I see. I see. And like he's so large. Like all of the others are you know humans or yeah. like a droidica, which they had to put in there anyway. Like I don't, I yeah. don't know, or what might have been in the first game. So yeah, I I don't think he was in there. Right. Um. But yeah, you battlefront. Is Battlefront 1 like a source I, game? I don't think it's a source game. I, I think it's pretty similar to Battle, Battlefront 2, but it's it's basically prequels only. And I think even just 1 and 2, episodes 1 and 2 only. Right. Um. So yeah, 2 brought in... Oh, it had the Galactic Conquest. It had space fights. It was yeah. 4, 5, and 6. It was It was so robust in a way that I didn't really appreciate. But yeah, like I just played with bots. I just played that game with bots a lot. But it was great. And sort of the, the ticket system and yeah, no, that, that game was great. It's such a shame the the re-releases, the, the reboots, the the new ones didn't really capture that magic. And like multiplayer shooter games have come like beyond leaps and bounds since then. I get it, but... Yeah. Uh, so... Um, Battlefront 1, the original, did have uh, prequel and original trilogy stuff. Uh, oh, okay. had, like Battle of Endor and Cloud City, Yavin. Um, but yeah, 2 had like, everything um, yeah. at that point. Uh, like, I will say, I, 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 am a, I am a Battlefront 2 modern, Battlefront 2 defender a bit. Yep. I, I, I quite liked that game. I, like, I'm, I'm never going to go back to it, I don't think. Um mm-hmm. But like when they were when they were releasing a ton of the Clone Wars stuff, I was I was pretty into that. I was pretty into how much Clone Wars stuff they were really putting into it. Mm. Um, Maybe yeah. I should just go back to the new Battlefront two and just play with bots. Maybe I should just not play online because I think that was part of my frustration was just getting dunked on the whole time. Maybe you should watch the Clone Wars, Gary. I I started doing that for a while. I got like fifteen episodes in. I think you should watch an episode. You should look at an episode list. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, do the do the, a, a the right guide. order thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's maybe not. Th- a bad there's idea. a lot of there's a lot of shit house episodes. In the, it's a kids <laughs> show. It. Turns out it's a kids show. Yeah. Yeah. Ah oh, man, good good call, Jeremy. Battlefront two. I'm glad you mentioned it because I forgot to. Um, I did also want to give a quick shout out to Shadows of the Empire on the N64. Are you familiar with this one at all? No, I'm not. It was quite big at the time i think like it was like a bounty hunter third person shooter on the 64 um it was really difficult i like rented it one weekend like it was kind of too difficult for my age um but it was really cool and it used a lot of good music and had like a unique plot like it was cool i think a lot of people have fond memories of it so shout out to you shadows of the empire uh carrie Mm -hmm. what's currently your favorite star wars game so this is a hard one um, I enjoyed reminiscing about Battlefront 2. I also realized that I haven't thought about Lego Star Wars games at all in this list, um, which are high up there. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
Uh, I, I really, 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 really enjoyed Fallen Order in 2019. I like I I dug it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was thinking about that thinking about that earlier when I was looking at different footage of Obi Wan. <laughs> they <laughs> right. they like cut to how it was like. Oh, you could maybe say this was an earlier version of Fallen Order's combat. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah, that game rules. That's right. I remember now. <laughs> like it. I liked the story. It really engaged me. Like I really, really really liked the story in a way that jeremy definitely didn't but i did um not at all i liked the combat i liked the level design i liked being able to build my own lightsaber i liked the the way that developed i liked the different environments i i really dug that game i think it's my answer by default um because i enjoyed how modern it is too um all the others that there haven't really been that many great games in the last 10 years i want to say for star wars outside of fallen order I would um, say there have been no great games from Star Wars in the past ten years. Are you are you lumping in Fallen Order into that? Yeah, like is think, it that low on your list? Oh, look, I, I think that game is fine. Like, I think that game for me is like a six out of ten. Oof. Um, like it was the, a little unrefined, but yeah. yeah, like it 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 was it just felt a bit like a bit not polished. Yeah, there was like there's a lot of bugs in that game, a lot of a lot of weird like platforming bugs, and some of the puzzles were kind of a little bit obtuse at times. Mm-hmm. Um, the I don't give a shit about Cal Kestis at all. No, I don't really either. But I liked I liked the ride. I thought it was a fun ride. Uh, I I don't I don't know any of the other characters' names. I don't remember a single. See Junda. Greasy BD One. You mean Wheeze? I <laughs> know I Greasy. Um. Yeah, I like it's like I I like Star Wars sometimes a lot. Um, and <laughs> you know, you know, I'm consistently conflicted with how much I like Star Wars. But like, I know what you mean. That they've made it difficult to like Star Wars. Yeah, they've made it this, more difficult to like Star Wars. I mean, look, Star Wars is always difficult to like Star Wars. That's sort of why people like Star Wars. Um, you know, no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. But like, it's the Fallen Order is like it. I didn't. There's so much of it that I just didn't really care for at all. And it's not even me. That's not even. No, but and that it's not even me like having preconceived notions of what Star Wars is. I think it was just like what they gave me just wasn't really much. Um, like I didn't care about the characters. I remember when you were like, "Did did you like? Do you know about the (laughs) twist in the game?" I don't know if we well documented on the podcast. Okay, it is. It has been on the podcast. I didn't know what fucking twist you were talking about at all because what I just thought you got through that part of the game and just didn't even realize that was a twist. Whereas I was like, (gasps) (laughs) "Like I remember, I remember gasping." (laughs) And then like Vader shows up. I'm like, "Fucking, what are you doing right now?" That's that's the worst part of that game. And what was the name of the underwater base? For the the so the it was the place where the inquisitors it was the inquisitors base <laughs> the base and it was called like yeah like castle like inquisitors yeah it was like what was it I'm I, I'm gonna look it up yeah but keep going um, that that location apparently is in the Obi Wan show I think yeah because there's inquisitors, inquisitors in, that. in that yeah um yeah i I don't know fortress inquisitorious fortress inquisitorious (laughs) fortress inquisitorious the the base of the inquisitors fortress inquisitorious to play off that do you know why general grievous is named general grievous because that's not his real name what's his real name 
I don't know his real name. It's it's like it's, it's a Star Wars name, but it's like it, I'm it, on it. it, it it's like Shatai or something. Um, uh, his name is General Grievous because he's a general and he's grieving for these race of people. <laughs> oh, that's right. That were killed uh, by the Jedi. Grievous, born as Kaimean Dai Shilal, Shilal. Yeah, something like that. I thought it was because he was grievously harmed. I thought it was. On the nose in a different way. No. Grievously no. wounded. Um So yeah. Jeremy, what's your what's currently your favorite Star Wars game? I suppose the new Lego game. Hmm. I don't know. Like I think I think the it's new Lego. Yeah, the game... new games just get it by default because it's been so long. <laughs> Look, I think the old Lego Star Wars games were really good. Yep. Um I I just don't know if they hold up. Yep. Now in terms of gameplay and stuff. Um Probably a little bit basic, and that's not, they're a bad not too thing. bad. But but yeah, they're they're a little. Yeah. I I think honestly, the gameplay holds up fine, but like the cutscenes are Spartan. They are right, very quick and empty. And I think a lot of that comes from like these are not just like these are early Lego games. You know, they were they were figuring they were the out, first ones for in that format. In that in that formula, yeah, pretty much. Um, I think it was a Harry Potter one prior to that, but yeah, um, they they're good and fine and funny, and but I think they're just maybe more nostalgic than anything else. Like I think this new one is genuinely like hilarious, um, and like I I watched a bit from because uh, I, I finished the uh, the Last Jedi episode in that, and the part where. Um, Ray and uh, Kylo are talking through like the Force, and Kylo's shirtless. Mm. Um, he's like lifting weights and like <laughs> doing bench presses in every cutaway, and like doing like doing curls and like doing pull ups and stuff. And he's and she's like, like, can you put a shirt on? And he's like, no, <laughs> whatever. Like, it, like it's, it's they bring like so much attention to it. Yeah. Um, and plus, it just, it looked great. Like, it's it's a really fun game. Um. I don't know, between that and I guess Galactic Battlegrounds, which is a Age of Empires 2 clone from like 2005. Like it's like, yeah. I don't particularly have a great deal of love of Star Wars games. And I think because they just, I, they don't quite know what to do a lot of the time. They're really weird. There are so many weird Star Wars games. Like fucking, so many. Yeah, Bombad Racing. Like there's so yeah, many super weird... Bombad Racing and Star all Wars. of the Dark Forces, which then became like Jedi Knight games, which were yeah. cool, but they, were, they started as an FPS and then became like a Jedi first-person game. And look, the ones that people love the most is like KOTOR and The Old Republic and stuff. And like, I guess Jedi Academy to a lesser extent. Like, and I just haven't played any of those. Yeah. I I am excited to, for the KOTOR remake, mostly because I accidentally deleted my KOTOR save a few years ago um, after 25 hours. Yeah. But that, that game, if, you, if you're willing to meet it on its 20-year-old level... It, it it is still there. There's, there's sure. some magic there. Um, some Bioware magic. You wouldn't know because you've never played Mass Effect, but it's there. It's true. No, um, I've, I've played a Bioware game. Don't talk about Sonic. I don't want to hear about it. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair a fair list. Um, Jeremy, we've alluded to it already, uh, but let's let's address it directly. What is the state? of modern Star Wars games. Where are we? Currently, right it's extraordinarily poor. 
True. I th I feel like since Fallen Order, and while you didn't vibe with it as much, you can admit at least that it was better on launch than um, either Battlefront game. Yeah. I mean, sure. The FTC didn't get involved in the, in the release of exactly. the Star Wars game. Exactly. And I think it had good combat and great animations and was Star Wars. I think that was fun. The, uh, the, the bloody Forrest Whitaker's in it. That's great. Bugali and all that. Yeah. But like... Remember the poo Wookiees? I do remember the poo hair Wookiees. They, they, they looked rough. They looked but, awful. So we've got Fallen Order, which was like decent. Yeah. You know, it was decently good. A lot of people really enjoyed it. Some people got frustrated with it, but it wasn't a bad game. Um, then we had Star Wars Squadrons and then Lego I, Star Wars this year. Yeah, and I think by and large, like, Squadrons came out to, like, you know, bum up, you made a you made a ship-only Star Wars game. It's not the most interesting thing in the world, but you made one. Yeah, and, totally. and it works. It was like a budget game that some people played for a little bit and then it pretty quickly fell away. Yeah, there was no... So there was no, like, live ops for that game or anything. Totally. So then before that, we have the failures of Battlefront 1 and 2. Battlefront 1 was a failure because it only it was only original trilogy and there were no bots, so you had to play online. And it felt quite restricted in comparison to why everyone was excited for a Battlefront game in the first place, right? Which is the and there was no single cross. player. Yeah, there was no single player at all. No campaign, not even, like, a... Battlefront 2 didn't have, like, standalone campaigns, it, but it had, like, no, do this and we'll go from planet to planet and just oh, do a the, mission the, on the each The original planet. Battlefront 2, sorry. Yeah. yeah, the original, sorry. Yeah, the original Battlefront 2. And that was enough. That was great. And there was so much breadth of content in terms of, like, Geonosis and Yavin 4 and Mustafar and Endor. Like, you could go to all of the planets and fight as all of the different armies. Yeah. But the first one just didn't have that. And granted, the assets were much higher quality. I get it. But, dice. Yeah, I don't know. That was that was everyone was very excited for it, and then it didn't come through. And then they were like, "We're making the second one pretty soon after the first one, and we're addressing all of the problems that everyone had with it. We've got more eras. We've got a single player, brand new story written with this person and this person and that, and it's this and Janina Vonkar is in it. You know, yeah, Janine Gavanka, she's in it. It's great, like mocap. But then also it turned into like here's a a mission with fake Harrison Ford and a mission with fake Luke Hamill and a fake Luke Hamill Luke Hamill <laughs> Luke Mark Hamill, Hamill. Luke. Mark Skywalker <laughs> <laughs> hey Mark you gotta go you gotta go blow up the Death Star Luke Hamill I like Harrison Mark Solo <laughs> bloody uh Carrie Organa took me you, a while you and um, one Kenobi <laughs> <laughs> you one Kenobi <laughs> so i don't know it was disappointing for a number of reasons people found the, the the single player was short and just had weird missions that did nothing for the characters they they brought in yeah. uh they thought the main story was hamstrung by the fact they kept trying to oh, go every, back to yeah every episode was just another character showing up every mission was another character showing up and it's like it felt like a fucking greatest hits like roller coaster ride Right, and and then it was like over, right? Like it was short, and then the multiplayer was pay to win, like it was awful, and it, yeah. and that brought the end of the microtransaction. That was the the stopping point of the microtransaction creep. That was the the point where people said, "All right, this is too much," 
And there were other things in that year that were bad, like stuff in NBA and stuff in like, there was a driving game I remember was really egregious. Yeah. But then this was like, all right, stop it. This yeah. sucks. You're ruining the experience for everyone. All of you developers, all of you publishers that are pushing for this, you suck. Stop it. And yeah. that's what brought you, like you said, the FTC and, and all of those um, mm. hearings in like Belgium and other places in the Europe and stuff like that. Before that, we didn't really have anything else. What, like Force Unleashed? Yeah, there was the Force Unleashed games. Which I didn't really Ken- love. There was the Connect games. No, the Force Unleashed games are fun then, yeah. I feel the same about Force Unleashed as I do about fucking Fallen Order, to be completely Oof. honest. That stings. And I, again, I, I mean, is in, in terms of when I played the Force Unleashed when it first came out. Like, I'm, like going back to it now, I'm, I'd probably feel much worse about it, but, like, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't care for that. Like, I didn't care for Fallen Order. Um, yeah, the, and those, like, all the PS2 era ones that we spoke about, like Jedi Bounty Hunter and all that stuff. Um, and, I, like, anything in between then was just the Lego games. Yeah. Yeah, like the like Lego Star Wars three, the Clone Wars game. Yeah, which I don't like, think I think I think that one like missed a fair bit and then like there was there was a PS three one as well, which was just one and two put together, like the complete trilogy. Um yep. But yeah, it was there was not a whole lot really going on. And then EA got the exclusive license after Disney bought it, and it was like they put out two Battlefront games which were bad. They put out mm. Fallen Order. They put out a bunch of mobile games. Yeah, a bunch of mobile games, yeah. One of them I quite liked, Galaxy of Heroes. I think that was pretty good for a while. It paid a win, but like I remember quite enjoying it. Um, like, We're in a, It's a weird spot. And so, like, so, you know, we should talk about what's coming next. There's another Fallen I've, I've Order game. I've just pulled up a list. Okay, yeah, Do go you for it. Hear- yeah. Do you want to hear about what we've got coming? We have the uh, Knights of the Old Republic remake. Yeah. Um, coming from Aspire. Havoc? Aspire, right. Um, a relatively unknown company known for ports, I think. So this is quite a, a big deal for them. Uh, Aspire, uh, they do remasters and stuff. They, I, I, I have no reason to not trust them. Okay. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2, as it says on this Polygon article, it's since uh, Jeff Grubb has come out and said that they're probably going to call it Star Wars Jedi Survivor, um, which was a bad week for that news to come out off the back of them saying that um, developers who wanted a minority protagonist were, uh, they were were told, no, 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 we've already got a woman protagonist in the movies, uh, so we don't, we don't, we don't need to do that. And that's actually not new news. That's, that's been around for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like, Grub has known that for a while. But yeah, that's coming soon. If not at the end of this year, then by the end of next. Um, apparently there's, there's an untitled Star Wars first-person shooter from Respawn Entertainment, uh, an untitled Star Wars strategy game, uh, and led by Bitreactor, which is a new studio formed by developers of the XCOM and Civilization franchises. Uh, so we don't really know much about them yet. Nope. Um, Untitled Star Wars game from Ubisoft Massive Entertainment, yeah. uh, known for its work on Tom Clancy's The Division. Yeah. A new story-driven open-world video game set in the Star Wars Galaxy is what they're making. We're also looking at Star Wars Eclipse, which uh, being made by Quantic Dream, makers of uh, Detroit Become Human and Heavy Rain, also known as being led by a bunch of hats. So like no one's really excited for that. And then Amy Hennig's game uh, with Skydance New Media, um, which is, is cool this, that that's happening. 
But is this the third time that she's having a crack at a Star Wars game at this point? And like not blaming her, but just like what she keeps getting put on projects that just get fucking nuked. I don't know what Amy Hennig has released since Uncharted 3. Yeah. I feel um, bad and, for her. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not it's not good. And and everyone who has who saw the original game that she was making with Visceral um, at EA, that they were making Ragtag was the code name for yeah. that one, and it was a third person action. For those who don't know, Amy Hennig, sort of like the grandmother of Uncharted, right? Like the 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 person who was the leading creative force behind creating Uncharted. Um, and they were making a Star Wars game in that vein, and it got cancelled really far through development. The, just, and the studio was closed. <laughs> yeah, just like 1313. Yeah, 13, yeah, exactly. So she's finally getting another crack at it, um, her, and that's going to be a long way away. And this is with Henning's new studio, uh, Skydance New Media. So, like, we'll see. And, like, there's... I've seen footage leaked online of some Mandalorian game that I can't tell is real or not. Right. Um, there was like 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 genuine footage of like the Mandalorian, like Dinjarin, like going like in hallways and like shooting stormtroopers, and there's like menus and loot and stuff. And I, I, I don't know if it's real or not. I I genuinely yeah. have no clue. Um, or if it's like the uh, the Ocarina of Time in Unreal Five, sort of like a tech demo kind of a thing that someone bashed. Yeah, into. yeah. Because um, it was you know, it's like every leaked anything. It's phone footage from a screen you know heaven forbid yeah. we get like cap raw capture which i guess makes sense um but like yeah there's just like there's just a whole lot of it reminds me of when they got the license in like 2014 it's just like hey like there's a bunch of stuff coming but for now there's not much so just hold on and we've been yeah. holding on yeah it's good that, so ea got that like 10 year exclusivity deal and that clearly fell through at some point with their yes. subpar um, results from Battlefront 2. From um, what I can tell, it was, yeah, it was almost a direct, like, EA got the call from Disney being like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, um, why are we in such negative press right now? Yeah, like, like, what, like you, why are we even in the news right now? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is supposed to be the good one. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, it's... It's tricky. Like, like they didn't take it away. They didn't say you're not making Fallen Order anymore. You're not making Squadrons. I guess I don't think they were making that at the time. But, um, you know, they they let them keep working on it. But they were like, this exclusivity is done. We're we're gonna we're gonna shut this around a bit. So EA is still working on other stuff. They get they're making another respawn game. So <laughs> respawn's becoming more than half Star Wars at this point, which is interesting. Respawn's the only thing that EA seemed to be like. <laughs> releasing games with at this, at this point yeah i know it's almost because like the studio has any sort of like grip on what the publisher wants them to do and then being able to say no um <laughs> but yeah we're in a weird spot where we were coming out of like nothing and then we got like disasters and disappointments and now we've had a couple of okay things they were okay and we're looking at other studios handling this property now but everything feels so unknown, so up in the air. Like there's no, there's no knowing what we're gonna get next. Whether it's gonna be good or bad, or in like just totally average. No one, we don't know. Yeah. Jeremy, what's your dream Star Wars game? Can you go first? Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, Star Wars Obi One was pretty sweet. Maybe we need a Star Wars Obi Wan remaster remake. Obi two, Obi two. Um, 
My dream Star Wars game. It, it's hard, right? Because you default to, like, I want to be a Jedi. Um, yeah. I would, and that's yeah. not invalid because that's, like, the Star Wars thing. It's like, I want to have the Force and, I, you know, I really want to feel like a Jedi. You know, like, every, yep. every review that comes out when they talk about Spider-Man and stuff, you know, it really makes you feel like Spider-Man. Yeah. I and think that, that's a genuine thing to want to capture. I think KOTOR, the remake, it depends on how they translate the combat system. They have to redo it. It's yes. archaic. It's it's just a pen and paper RPG with some yeah. animations on top of it. Like, yeah. they have to redo the combat. Depending on how they do it, that could be fantastic. Because what that gives you is the choice between, like, a rebel-type character using blasters, or a Jedi, or a Sith. And you can use dual wield. You can do a double blade lightsaber, single wield lightsaber. You can have like a a short lightsaber. I'm pretty sure. Like, there's so much choice. And if they make the combat fun inside of that, I think that could really scratch a lot of people's Star Wars itch. Um, let but me. But I do. Sorry. Pitch something to you then. Mm-hmm. It's and I know I know who I'm playing to. I'm playing to the audience right now. So I know you're going to be excited by this. But it's a. It is a Star Wars game that is wearing the clothes of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, had and that I know that's what you I, want. As I was saying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wearing the clothes of... That that would be fun. I don't think that would be... I don't know if that's the best fit for a Star Wars game. I don't know if that's my dream Star Wars game. But I would happily take it and yeah. enjoy it a lot. Um... But yeah, something to make the the sword swinging just fucking fantastic. I want an excellent lightsaber game is what I want. That's my dream right. Star Wars game. It's an excellent lightsaber game. And maybe that's what Vader Immortal is, the, the VR game. I really need to play it and see for myself because I hear good things. But like, that's the dream for me. It's just your, the best lightsaber game you've ever seen. I think I, I think I don't actually want a Jedi game. Okay. I think I oh, want I should to... say for my for my dream game, I want it to be set like very far in the future or very far in the past yeah, and absolutely I... nowhere near anything that we know. Both of us want it to get away from everything that's happened at the moment. Like all the movies yeah. and yeah, like we want it to be we stand alone. We don't want a Skywalker to show up. Mm-hmm. I will take at best one Plocoon. Um, <laughs> um bargaining chip. Yeah. I think I want I think I want like <laughs> the smuggler's dream, right? I want like a yeah. I want a ragtag I want the Guardians of the Galaxy game in Star Wars, I think. Oh, okay. I want I want the downtime on the ship. Yep. I want the good conversation, you know, not not this Jedi Fallen Order shit. Hey, I'm hey, I'm growing plants here. Fuck off, little goblin. Oh, you gotta give you it said- to the you gotta give it to the light speed animations and the uh and the the screen wipes in Fallen Order. That oh, was pretty good. Look, you said you said the word yaddle. I don't care. Um, you still said it in between three and four, like everything fucking else. Um, who's yaddle? Yaddle is the other fucked up looking Yoda with hair. Um, oh, you're right. Uh. Uh, yeah, I want the smuggler's dream. I want like the the ragtag group, you know, different 
different species. Are you looking at Yaddle? I am looking at Yaddle. It's yeah. very upsetting. Yeah, don't look at Yaddle. Don't look at Yaddle. You just put like a normal wig on top of Yaddle, on yeah. top of Yoda. It's yeah, he shows up in like a single shot in, I think, like Phantom Menace in the background. He's like on, he's on the council. Um, uh, Yaddle is a force-sensitive female being of the same species as Grandmaster Yoda. Uh, you should look up Oppo Rancis real quick. Right on. Um, uh, Do well, it with me, audience. Come along for the ride. Oppo Ran- Rancisis. Yes, Oppo Rancisis. Um, oh, this, what the this hell thing is, is very this? upsetting. Um, what is this? The ragtag group that I want. Oh, uh, this is like this is like if Yoda. This is like if a Furby was a Jedi, and like has a long snake hair. tail. Dude, it has a long snake tail. It has a snake tail. Yeah, this thing it's, is it's, so strange. Its whole body is like a snake. Oh my god, it is, and it's. But why does it have so much hair if it's a snake? It's really upsetting, isn't it? It's just. It's got the biggest beard. Oh, and the like. The like puppets that someone has made, is awful. It's got mm. hands. It's mm-hmm. a snake with hands. Yes. I hate it's, this. It's got to have a lightsaber. You know, it's a Jedi. It's a snake. Please, ragtag group. <laughs> you want. You want. You want a ragtag. Game. I, I, I want a group of smugglers, and they they do a couple of shifty deals. They're chasing after that final, they're chasing after that final one, that final deal that'll make them live off in fucking uh, Canto Bite or whatever for the rest of their lives. <laughs> and they 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 get in over their heads. So you a- want you want Red Dead Two story meets mm. Guardians like sort of structure. Yeah, uh-huh, I do. Well, that's kind of fun. I, I like that. Dying um, Age of the Smuggler. And look, that's the solo movie, okay. by and large. It's about freedom and it's about the one final score. Um, I think that movie's okay. Um, it's a prequel. <laughs> solo. One final score. What? <laughs> that movie's like the, it's like the one final thing, but like... That's like the start of Han Solo. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But it's like it's fucking it, it doesn't it doesn't connect to anything else anyway. So it might as well be standalone at this point. Um, but it's how Han met Wookie. Chewie. Wookie. <laughs> how did Han hey, meet Wookie? Hey kid, the name's Han Solo. This is my ship, <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. This is my ship, the Wookie. And this is Wookie. <laughs> right. I'm like. <laughs> This is I'm like an unfiltered. <laughs> I'm like an unfiltered Google search right now. <laughs> what is Han Solo's Wookie? <laughs> this is my friend Wookie. <laughs> like, like I know he said, you know, he calls the other droids just droid, but like calling like Wookie is just very funny. Very fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, very rude. Um. Yeah, either that or I want like a rebellion game. Like I want like a proper like you know down in the trenches, you know, like a Rogue One esque. Like like it's really dire and it's really like sad and upsetting. And what what's the gameplay with this one? What's the, what are we talking about? First person shooter, soldier uh, gameplay? Like uh, I don't know. Let's 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 say uh, let's say a um yeah look first person shooter i think i think i want a really intense first person shooter game like you remember when like like metro you... but without yeah. the zombies but like yeah, that kind of like intensity where yeah, it's like, like scarce resources and you're stuck in like a, an old service tunnel 
and they've sent like Siku drones to come and get you, and they're like they're gonna pop through the vents and like red lights mm-hmm. in a dank, wet industrial setting. Yeah, yeah. Like I want like smoke, and I want the eyes of of like the 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 commando stormtroopers with like the glowing visors to like f- go through the smoke and like oh. you're just trying to escape like you're yeah. just trying to get the fuck out to live oh that that sounds cool yeah we should we should pitch this to someone and then mm. they should give us all of the money we'll pitch it to amy henning and then we'll run <laughs> <laughs> hope this doesn't get canceled bye yeah What's your dream Star Wars game, Kerry? Oh, I told you it's my it's my it's my Star it's my lightsaber game. I want oh, a good yeah. lightsaber game, not set in the current era of Star Wars. Yeah, fair enough. Do you want it like? But do you want it like? You want it like Dark Souls, or do you want it like Mordhau? Honestly, my, my in my head, it's more like Mordhau chivalry. Like, give me really granular, <laughs> like For Honor style. <laughs> Like we sports resort, like Jambara. Like I want really granular lightsaber combat. Okay, really uh, granular. I, I have I have one final pitch for you, please. It's a simulation game where you run Dexter's Dexter Jetster's uh, diner, and it's just a simu- it's just a simulator game. Top down, isometric. Well, maybe not isometric, but like top down. Give me some. Give me some Star Dexter Wars. Dexter Jetster's Diner Dash. Or maybe give me like a. Give me like a L.A. Noir slice of life. <laughs> um, like uh, uh, you're a cop on fucking Coruscant. On Coruscant. On, yeah, that sounds fun. corrupt as all hell. Super fucking corrupt. You know, everybody. Everybody's like these Jedi. They're just fucking religious zealots. Kind of like we can do whatever we want. Like Palpatine's line in our pockets. Let me let me play like as the Death Sticks seller from Attack of the Clones, <laughs> who after he goes home and rethinks his life, reforms and wants to wants to help rid his neighborhood of the the, the scum and villainy that he he was once a part of. Let me let me play the reformed death stick salesman. I forgot what his last name was. Okay, of course he's got a name. What is it? His first name is Elen. Elen. His last name is Sleazebagano. <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas, you're a fucking clown. You can't get away with that. That's not writing. That sucks. Please, Bagano. I, I know writers who use subtext and they're cowards. Oh my god! Please, Bagano. That's right. Please, Bagano. That's awful. Or it's either that or it's Please, Bagano. It's just, it's so good. It's so fucking good. Oh, that's so like his last name may as well be Deathsticks. Like, yeah, bloody uh-huh. hell. Uh, well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this trip down out respective memory lanes uh we hope you went down your own memory lane with us uh feel free to tweet at us with your own answers if you if you thought we missed a game like uh the seminal ps2 game uh star wars the clone wars um that game is really strange and spent a lot of time in vehicles and i like it a lot turns out i like a lot of subpar ps2 games from that era uh just because i was young probably also like the good ones like lego star wars uh Oh, we're no, we're no longer Lego characters. No, we're, we're not. We're back. The seal has been broken. 
but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can find... Well, rather, if you want to find more episodes like this, you can go to minimap.com.au. don't know if I said the website's name at all in the intro, but we're from minimap.com.au, by the way. Uh, you can go there, find all other episodes of this podcast, as well as episodes of our other podcasts, like uh, The Pecking Order and our mini-disc game club specials. Uh, if you want to support us, you can rate the show positively on your platform of choice. You can support us monetarily on patreon.com slash minimapau. And you can follow us on our socials. That's Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitch, eh, uh, on minimapau. Uh, we're posting there. We're getting more regular about it. Uh, the video content is helping. It's good. Uh, and you can also find us on Twitter individually. Uh, we're, I'm there at kjpalmer underscore 24. Uh, Jeremy? at obi one jazz obi two jazz you heard it here first uh and i think that's no one take that no one take obi two jazz thank you twitter at obi two don't you dare jazz let's see um if you're just here to tell me that it's available like i know (laughs) you know how do you already know that because no one would have taken it OB2 Jez. <laughs> the only thing on Twitter is a, is a reply to your tweet that in 2019 that says, I just deleted the game because the name OB1 Jez was taken and it suggested I add 92 at the end as if there are 91 others. And then someone responded saying, OB2 Jez? Oh, and then you did you did a brain meme. You did a... You did like a galaxy brain brain oh, meme yeah. where it's like Obi Wan Jez ninety two is like small brain, and then Obi two Jez is like galaxy brain. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, are you ready on the outro button? Sure am. Okay. Well, always. Always. <laughs> the force is with you. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. This is a blast. We'll see you next week. 